Welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Women's Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Dahl. Recording on a Wednesday night here. Just one game in the, in the WNBA. The New York Liberty won 75-69 at home over the Minnesota Lynx. And they not just snapped that losing streak after being the Aces over the weekend. They now made it back-to-back wins. And on the line from New York, I've got Ben Rosoff on the line to break this one down. What was the general mood uh, in the locker room and from Katie Smith as as the Liberty locked up this win? Yeah, well, thanks, Ben. Um, the Liberty was definitely uh, very upbeat, <laughs> obviously. After, and you could just tell, I think, getting that first win uh, the other day on Sunday against Las Vegas really just like was a huge mental block for this team to overcome. And you could just see the way they were playing tonight was just a lot more free. And um, they built up a pretty sizable lead in the first half before Minnesota's shooting, especially from the bench with uh, Talbot and Lexi Brown, um, before they try to before they try to cut the deficit at least to two early in the fourth quarter. But overall, this was definitely like a very encouraging performance by the Liberty against a really solid team right now at the top of the standings in the, uh, in the WNBA. So this is going to be a great um, building block for them to work off of when they go to the West Coast this weekend. Yeah, and and from the start, I mean Minnesota. I mean they did plenty to, they did plenty to hurt themselves. They they it was a disastrous start for them, and part of it was just a little fluky that they I think they missed their eleven for their first eleven threes, and it's not necessarily a, a strength of theirs, but part of what went into that along with the turnover issues that they've had early in the season that again persisted was that seemed to feed that seemed to feed right into New York's transition game which they've kind of they seem to kind of lay, lay the foundation of that last season and and that paid out paid in dividends today. Yeah, the Liberty have definitely been playing. They've definitely been playing up tempo and uh, getting down up and down the court pretty fast, uh, which has worked for them and you know it's Brittany Boyd that's her style. She's an extremely fast player, but it's even been like unlikely sources like Tanisha Wright coming in with that veteran presence. She's been able to uh, speed up the speed up the offense and transition and even Asia Durr like she had 20 points tonight but a lot of them are just leaking out in transition and getting decent baskets which I'm sure the Liberty are thrilled about um, not only her performance but the style and manner in which she scored her points tonight yeah and just and just glancing at the box score I mean just just on the surface to win any game for this team when Tina Sharp Charles shoots 5 of 17 that I mean last right. year last year just the way it weren't way it turned on them I mean that just feels unheard of and, and Durr's presence is a big part of that. She was obviously, she missed the Vegas game with an illness and just, they, there, there was some transition, but then in the half court too, the nice thing was they just gave her more chances to do stuff and she she made her hay inside the arc today even without knocking down any threes. Yeah, no, she's, she's just been terrific and you could really see it on her face uh, in the locker room after the game. She was definitely like happy to be uh, a contributor herself but also contribute to a win because this is actually the first game uh, in which she played in with, when the Liberty won as you mentioned she missed the last game of an illness so uh, she definitely was happy to contribute to this, this overall successful night and and the I think the transition is it's it's last season it didn't necessarily look as good because they didn't have I, I wasn't sure that anyone was really going to step up to be kind of a second just like dead bang threat from the perimeter, but with Key Nurse looking looking really good to start the season, and then Durr flanking her, that has really helped. 
along with Amanda Zowie B shooting with confidence. And now you kind of have the framework of something, even when your point guards are like Brittany Boyd and Tanisha Wright, who people aren't really worried about scoring themselves. The fact that there are threats around them that, I mean, now they kind of really, they really have like the outline of something there. Oh, for sure. And I think with Zowie B, like you mentioned, like she's really been coming on the past couple of years, especially with that outside shot. You rarely even see her in the paint anymore. She's just kind of picking pops and, gets ready for that for that pass for wing three. But, you know, I think with her, it's the key is just efficiency. She's just got to knock the shots down with, with a little bit more consistency, and uh, that's going to make her a real solid piece for this Liberty team to complement Tina and also to help out those guards on the perimeter. Yeah, and, and, and Nurse went all 40 tonight, and it so as... The nice thing is that we're not in the a condensed season anymore, but as games start to stack up here with Rebecca Allen out with the broken hand... And Bria Hartley departing for Eurobasket. It will be interesting to see what exactly they're able to piece together on the perimeter. You know, with with Wright basically like splitting those minutes even with Boyd. What well, you know what as far as what else they get. You know, Tiffany Bias played two minutes off the bench, but other than that, that was it. So what what they get there, and obviously Allen getting back as soon as possible is is going to be big for them. Right. Unfortunately, uh, Rebecca Allen's probably going to be out for a while, which is a big hit to this Liberty team, especially uh, when she was really finding her own and uh, taking a more of a scoring role for this for the season. But a hand injury, that's a tough, the tough one to sustain, and it can put you out for a month. It could take you out for three months. So we'll really, we really don't know a lot of clear things about Rebecca Allen's timeline, um, but it's certainly a hit. Um, but you're right, like, Keener stepping up, like, Keener's going 40 minutes it's probably something maybe not all 40 but you'll probably see her playing high 30s on a consistent basis at least for the next couple weeks so to, to flip it to Minnesota I mean just aside from just generally pointing to the turnovers they had 21 the slow start from right. three you know what what did you really feel kind of cost them in this game offensively where they just weren't able to put the ball in the basket enough Honestly, I, I think in the first half, that really was the case. I believe they were shooting like low 30s, maybe maybe even high 20s, but those outside shots were just not falling from, from really anybody. Um, and like Demiris Dantas was really struggling in the first half. She got her shot, her, her outside shot going a little bit in the second half, which is actually something she's done really well this season. Um, but she was just one of many, many links that just could not put the ball in the basket, other than Sylvia Fowles in the paint. Um, but yeah, the, the Lynx definitely struggled from the perimeter in the first half, and I think that eventually cost them the game. That the, that second half was was really important for Dantas. That it this the whole idea of them signing her, she has to make those shots, and that right. could have been a moment where she really froze up and said, "Okay, I'm not going to shoot these. I'm going to hesitate. I'm going to pump fake myself out of it and travel or throw some bad passes." Which I mean, <laughs> all the Lynx did struggle with with some of those, but like. She kept taking those shots, and like you have to look at the big picture for Minnesota from through that lens, and just say like, you know what, like the fact that she kept taking them is good because if she isn't going to take them, and now with Jessica Shepard out, like this team is really this team is really pressed. Like you mentioned, Steph Talbot, her, her shooting does help them, but she, like she has just not been there in the other areas of the game yet to really justify her playing a lot. And if she's not going to. It, like they just Dantas just has to play, and and they I mean they, they they only have three healthy bigs on this roster, right? No, you mentioned it. I mean, like with Sylvia Fowles holding it down in the paint, um, they have to have another versatile post player that is effective 
and they're definitely turning the Dodgers for that. And she has looked great so far this season in, in her first, uh, in her second in Minnesota. Uh, but tonight was definitely a little bit of a struggle. And Nafisa Collier is, is somebody that struggled in this game tonight. One for seven, zero for four from three. She's another player that's really going to have to prove it out there. And Nurse had a lot of the spent a lot of the time on her. Did a pretty good job for the most part competing with Nafisa when she tried to drag her into the paint. And, and I thought one one really important play from Zowie. You know, she she's still got a ways to go defensively, but she ha- has been more active blocking shots. And she also just I, she made a really important play that the links are really going to have to adjust to, and I think it really tells a story of where this team is at. Is where when they invert your offense and you throw it into Nufisa, Zawi just said, "Okay, I'm going to ignore Sylvia Fowles standing at an elbow, which you should do," and then she just got right on top of Nufisa and totally and totally blew that play up. And that's the kind of thing that you need to see a player making, especially somebody who doesn't have these you know unbelievable physical attributes and size and speed and agility and all that to, to, to know to step in at that time and make a play like that. Right. And, yeah, they're definitely going to need that for sure going forward. Um, and Kia Nurse, like I talked to her after the game, she did attribute some of her effective defense against Collier to playing with her for three years and being so close to her and, and kind of knowing her tendencies, which is always interesting because with the plethora of UConn players currently in the league, uh, especially the newer ones to see like if they if they're really familiar with each other and if that helps them. Yeah, that the the Yukon aspect of it was fun. You know, there was one play where they kinda crashed into each other in the open floor and you saw, you know, the the Yukon on Yukon there. But other than that I just think you know I don't know I don't know what if you had anything else that you kinda took away just generally talking to the players, but I just think they've really found something here with these combinations and how they're able to run the floor. Yeah, no, I mean, the players definitely look like they're getting up to speed in this, like, the third week of the season. I think they're definitely um, finding the rhythm, finding their roles, and the teams are starting to gel. Both both teams are starting to gel more smoothly. Did you uh, did you have anything else that stood out, either from, from Katie Smith talking post-game or from the players in the locker room? Uh, Katie Smith's encouraged. Uh, she knows, uh, I guess the last thing I have to say is that uh, she knows it's going to be a tough weekend uh, in Vegas and then in L.A., uh, but they're going to try to steal one, if not both, and they'll give it all they got. Yeah, the, the Vegas the Vegas return matchup will be really interesting. You know, B- Bill Ambeer has been very, very consistent in beating the drum that, hey, we have to learn how to win. You guys are the ones that are telling us we're supposed to be good right away. And... And New York, we'll see. We'll see if this this pace and, and all this kind of travels against a team where they, I think they can kind of capitalize on that. But you know, I, I mean, I think you know. I guess you know from what we saw from Durr and Nurse, how much how much of do you think of that do you think is repeatable right away, and that we can see from them on a consistent basis? Well, I definitely um, no. Just knowing how successful Asia Dirt was in college. She's definitely capable of putting up this type of performance every night. I mean, her jump shot is so smooth and so pure. She could get that up against any opponent uh, in any arena. Um, and Kia Nurse has just been working incrementally hard on her game from last year to this year. And I definitely think that's translated. So both of them definitely have the skill set to perform like this on a nightly basis. Uh, it's just a question of execution and whether the game will allow them to do so. Yeah, and that 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 definitely makes them definitely make will make them fun to watch. 
the rest of the way here, and hopefully they're just able to stay on the floor, avoid foul trouble and all that, especially as they they wade through these waters without without their full complement of players. But to wrap up on this, Ben, why don't you let people know where they can follow you on social media, and I don't know if you have any any work coming up that you'd like to tease that people can be on the lookout for. Uh, thanks, Ben. You can, you can actually follow me at Ben Wilsoff, R-O-S-O-S-N-Y, on Twitter. Um, I just joined in with High Post Group, so I'll definitely be contributing a lot with them, and I hope to uh, contribute some positive coverage to the WNBA and definitely get some more uh, high reading content. Absolutely, and we'll look forward to reading you there. Ben, thanks for coming on the show today. All right, and thanks again to Ben for joining the show. Sorry for the background background noise that came in towards the end there. Had to catch him on his way to the train station, getting out of Westchester. Which anyone that anyone that has heard of heard of the situation there, I'm sure would understand. But a couple more things to just wrap up on this game. The variety to the 26 points for Kia Nurse was really nice. Had a deep, really deep three off a baseline out of bounds play. Another three coming off a handoff with Tina Charles, and that that kind that kind of shooting is what gets really dangerous if she can be that kind of player. And obviously Asia Durr is someone that New York would hope can can hit those same kind of shots. And Nurse's handle had some really good moments where that was really looking really strong too. Had a really mean hesitation to get into the lane in the first half, and then another just nasty crossover that totally lost Daniel Robinson in the open court. And also in the open floor, like Tina Charles has been a really big part of that too. I mean, she looks awesome just running the floor. She's really committed to it. Obviously, you need your best player bought in, but also like Tina's like a post up player, but she has clearly like just watching her her involvement in this, she's really like she's like in one, like in awesome shape to be doing it uh, on top of her huge workload in the half court and like pushing it herself when she gets chances to grab and go. She's looked really good from the middle of the floor. Like she had a really nice blow by of against Sylvia Fowles in the first quarter, and I think that kind of, you know, like Tina really like like there's that saying of like pounding nails. Like Tina really does have that kind of handle, and she's probably like a little underrated for just like how, you know, if she faces somebody up, especially if someone gives her a cushion, like she's gonna get up to full speed and she's so strong. Like she just, you know, she'll use that cushion and then once you kind of ram into her, it just turns into a post up for her and she's then she's like in her comfort zone almost. So. It's been really fun to watch her in the open floor and how she's kind of, um, I don't want to say warming, how she's kind of finding her place uh, with, with, with in, in those possessions. But the Lynx really did Asia Durr a favor en route to her 20 points. The runouts for her specifically really started to pile up. But she did flash that nice touch where she's basically ambidextrous. You know, she did have a nice like righty finish in the lane where especially going to her right, you know, as as a little bit of a smaller guard, like that's an important important extra thing to have in her game to be able to get those shots off without worrying about people uh, without worrying about people blocking her shot. Lexi Brown had only two threes in this one, but the two she did get up were really impressive, and they were nice again, just like really nice moments of execution for the Lynx as a whole, and just for her specifically, you know, one kind of from the corner she kind of faked it was almost like she was starting a zipper cut and then you know she just read the defender and just stepped right back into the corner and hits a three and that's just so tough to deal with Sylvia Fowles shot eight for 15 in this game but three of those misses were like 
pretty much bunnies right at the rim and like the kind of shots that like just Sylvie Fowles needs to finish. And all three of those just fed right into, again, into New York's transition, which just really hurts. Because, like, number one, like, as mentioned, like, with Brittany Griner in that game against this guy, like, obviously, you know, if, if one of the most imposing centers in the game isn't back, like, that's that's prime that's prime opportunity to for any team to try to push the ball. And as Minnesota went a, a pretty big stretch of the fourth quarter, with Nafisa Collier at the four, one problem—I don't know if I want to say a problem, but one dynamic that they ran into—and this was this was mainly when Sylvie Fowles was was getting a rest was that they had to send a hard double at Tina Charles because it's just she would probably just go right through Nafisa with too with you know just way too easily, and one of those created a, a wide open three on an extra pass for Kia Nurse. That's probably a case where like that defender for Minnesota just needs to force Tanisha Wright to hit that shot and just stick, just run to Nurse instead, and go just basically go hug her at the three point line. And, and a weird moment in this game was when uh, it was Simone Augustus on Minnesota's bench, I believe. It was I don't think it was totally clarified on the broadcast that got teed up from the bench, and it was a weird possession because the 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 real moment that really tipped it was. Rashonda Gray pulled down an offensive rebound, and it looked like I think that was pretty clear that she traveled, but she it didn't get called. She set up Kia Nurse immediately for a jumper, which she hit. But it was really like the set the double whammy of that possession because as Wright brought the ball across half court, it also looked like she dribbled. It was like it was like there was that play by Kawhi Leonard in in Game Five of the Finals where people wanted him to get called for that, but what? Tanisha Wright actually did. It looked like she did what people thought Kawhi did. Whereas if you lift, uh, you lift that pivot foot and bring it back down before releasing the pass. And that one was that one was a little closer. I'm pretty. I was more confident that the gray one was a miss. But in the replay, I did saw it looked like Wright also traveled. So if if just one of those two, it's not even just one play, one thing in that position. If one of those two gets called, you know Minnesota's coming back the other way. And because of the technical, New York makes it. They're up by eight. But if Minnesota comes back down five instead, you cut that to two or three on the next possession. So I, I just like just like judging these events as they happen. Like I have no problem. Like if anyone wanted to be really upset that that was a five or a six point swing, that really that really hurt the links there. And they did come back and get again. Like speaking of Minnesota's execution, even. As you know, they struggled from the outside a little bit, especially early on. They came back a few moments later with a really nice set to get Lexi Brown her second three of the game. And after that point, we saw two more of the, of the hard doubles at Tina Charles that that led to, to to scores for New York. Another one that was just a direct skip from Tina right to Kia Nurse in the opposite corner for a three, and nobody was even close to getting out there. And Nurse was the only one on the back side, so I don't know if the idea there was that they would leave Tanisha Wright open, but Wright was at the top of the key, so there was just so much extra distance between Nurse and Wright, and like I just that may have been, but I mean they just they were gonna have no chance to get out to Nurse on that play, just if you freeze it where everybody was at, as Tina released that pass and. You know, if, if Wright had been closer, then maybe another defender naturally would have been right there. But they weren't ready to get out to Nurse on that one. That was too just too easy. And then Nurse, the ball found Nurse again out of a, a Charles double. Uh, 
and she blew right by Elena Coates, who was in at center at the time, and got to the got to the foul line. And, and New York has has in in recent memory they've been a pretty big like floppy team, just like running their shooters off of screens and also just running players off to just kind of like set that up to have them catch and just throw it into T and Charles right away. They did have a nice set there where one of the guards instead of popping out to a wing just set a cross screen for Tina Charles and she just stepped right into a catch and shoot, you know, 12, 13 foot jumper and buried that. But Minnesota still did. They did get a chance at the end after a stop. Demiris Dantes hit, knocked down one of her three pointers, which cut it to four. The Liberty turned it over, looking to throw it into Tina. And Dantes got another pretty good look from three, but missed that one. And then Asia Durr had two big answers. One bucket that pushed it to six. And then Minnesota turned it over. And then Odyssey Sims stole it right back. That was another one of the interesting moments in the second half there. And then a little bit of a... a, a her and Tanisha Wright exchanged some words. And they ended up getting offsetting texts. I mean, Wright to me was just the, the total instigator there. Like, like it was a physical play. And Sims, like... And Wright was probably upset with, like, what she probably felt like Sims got away with there. But, like, you know, Sims went into her, finished the bucket, and then Wright just kind of just, like walked right into her and just was immediately talking and in her face and it was just it was just a strange play but obviously a nice nice play by sims to 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 kind of write that immediate mistake but Durr again had the answer minnesota was playing to playing it out to get the stop and if they had gotten the stop on that trip you're down four with about probably about 20 seconds left so then you know you make a three like on that trip, like you're in a really good position, you know, probably with still more than 10 seconds on the clock. And then even if New York makes two free throws, you have a chance to tie it. So I didn't hate that decision, especially because they had forced a couple turnovers. And, and if, you know, if you, if Minnesota fouls right away there and New York puts a couple more points on the board, it's kind of the same thing as what happened. But that's a wrap for this one. Another one-game night uh, coming up tomorrow. We'll be back then on uh, the Fever and the Wings. That's our return trip after the Wings had just played in Indiana last week. And obviously the Wings are looking looking to put together a win. And they've been, they've been kind of toggling with some lineups to try to figure it out. And obviously Indiana playing well with Kelsey Erica Wheeler off to a hot start. Kelsey Mitchell kind of coming on as well. So that'll be a fun one on CBS Sports Network. But thanks again for listening today. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWBB. Read all of our women's basketball coverage over at High Post Hoops. And you can find me on Twitter at Ben underscore Dull. Let me know uh, what what stuff you want to get covered, especially like some non-game coverage, You know, any other topics, talking points, debates that you want heard, guests that you want brought on the show. Always open to those suggestions and hoping to, to make those things happen. And thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.